Welcome to the TDL project and a happy new year to you. Welcome back and you are listening to the seventh episode of an arcane recap and reaction series. I'm rewatching, recapping, and sharing my thoughts on Arcane's Season 1 episodes. If this is your first time here, I've also done recaps for episodes 1 to 6. Please be warned that this will include heavy spoilers as this is going to be a detailed recap, as I always say. <laughs> so without further ado, let's start with the recap. Act 3.1, or Episode 7 of Arcane, is entitled The Boy Savior. This episode starts with Vi and Caitlin in the Firelight's hideout, bound and captured. Vi was taken to the leader of the Firelight, and when he unmasked, to Vi in our surprise, we see a familiar face, Echo. As it turns out, Echo has been the leader of the Firelight's all along, and he wanted to interrogate Vi about the gemstone and if she was working for Silco. Vi tells him that she doesn't know anything about the gemstone or what it's for and told him to fuck off for even thinking she was working for Silco. She asked him why he didn't say something when they were following her all this time. Echo said he thought she was dead and didn't know if he could trust her. However, shortly after their initial confrontation, they set aside their differences and hugged it out. Later on, Echo takes Vi to their main base of operations. The firelights aren't all about bombs and fighting though. As Echo tells her about the deterioration of lanes after Silco flooded it with Shimmer, everyone became either an addict or a victim. Vi still believes that she could save Jinx, but Echo tells her that Powder is gone, that all that's left is Jinx, and that she belongs to Silco now. Vi has a hard time accepting this, and still thinks she could reach Powder. Echo shows her a mural of everyone they've lost, including Powder. When Caitlin was released, she learned the truth about the enforcers being paid by Silco to hunt down the firelights. Echo shows her the gemstone. Caitlin explains to both of them that with it, someone with the right knowledge could build any Hextech device, and maybe the exact reason why the enforcers are getting more aggressive. Echo then wants to keep it as he realizes that they could use it against Silco. But Caitlin convinces him that the best path is to take it back to her counselor friend at Piltover instead, or the cycle of violence will never stop. Of course, she's talking about Jace. Echo finally agrees on one condition, that he brings the gemstone along with her. Victor gets a vial of shimmer from his friend scientist, who we learned, by the way, was a former colleague or partner of Heimerdinger. They parted ways for obvious reasons. Presented with the problem of all his subjects withering away when exposed to the hex core, the scientists hypothesize that it may be because Victor's subjects has been intolerant to change. Shimmer has the capacity to change our nature. Victor is faced with a decision of whether to use it or not. Meanwhile, Jace was hiding out in one of the Hexgate workrooms, obviously stressed out with the recent events. The bridge border shut down, the firelight, Victor, Caitlin, and Heimerdinger. Mel finds him and assured him that he did the right thing. Heimerdinger will have to understand eventually, she said. Later on, Jace finally finds Victor on the bridge and finds out that he was consulting with someone from the Undercity. And for Victor, what difference does it make, anyway? And this made Jace more agitated and blurted out that people from the Undercity are dangerous. Victor, obviously hurt, reminds Jace that he was from the Undercity. Jace realizes his mistake and apologized. However, there are far greater concerns at hand. Piltover is on the brink of war. Silco is having more headaches himself. Savika reports that all their business is down, 
and enforcers are searching for anyone who crosses the bridge. Silco tells her that he instructed Marcus to prevent Vi and Caitlin from returning, and he needs to find Jinx. Jinx will come to him when she's ready, Savika tells him. On top of these, Finn, one of the gang leaders who controls the Undercity, makes a play for his throne. Silco learns about this plot, and while all the leaders are conferencing in a room, he gasps them all out, leaving them gasping for air and reminding them who is in charge. When Silco heads back to his office, he was confronted by Jinx for lying to her about Vi. Silco explains to her that he also didn't know and that they were both misled by Marcus. And when he found out Vi was back, he didn't say anything because he wanted to protect Jinx. That Vi and the Enforcer are back for the crystal and not for her. Sicko manages to convince Jinx that he needs her and steers her back to the task ahead, figuring out the gemstone and completing the weapon. With all the unrest and the looming threat from the Undercity of finding a way to utilizing the gemstone, Piltover is vulnerable. Mel suggests to Jace that it is high time to prepare for countermeasures, to which Victor immediately says no to. Hextech was not made for building weapons, he says. Mel assures them that they'd only need it to defend themselves. Victor implores that Jace could not be seriously considering this, but Jace tells him that Mel has a point, and what if she's right? This furthers the distance that has been growing between Jace and Victor, and paves the way for Victor to inject himself with a shimmer and reach out to the Hexcore. With the gemstone at hand, Caitlin and Echo walks up on the bridge. Vi chooses to remain to find Jinx. She just can't leave Powder again. She has to try. She hugs Caitlin goodbye and whispers, It's been real, Cupcake, and thanks her. Jinx was on top of the bridge all this time, seeing everything. She's trying to reason out with her demons that Vi is just saying goodbye and that she won't leave her again. However, when Caitlyn, Echo, and Vi departed ways, Caitlyn and Echo were ambushed by Marcus and his men, shooting Echo. Vi hears the shot and Jinx lost it when she sees her turn and run back to them. She sends her butterfly bombs and blew everyone up on the bridge. Marcus, among many of his men, was dead on the spot. But before he died, he whispered to Caitlyn, who fortunately was not heavily injured, to tell his daughter something. Sadly, he wasn't able to finish what he wanted to say. Vi runs to Caitlyn and helped her up. Jinx sees Vi with Caitlyn and started shooting at them. Echo then comes flying on his hoverboard to distract Jinx and shouts for Vi and Caitlyn to leave. Echo and Jinx square off and it was one of the best fight scenes in the series. By skill and strength, Echo almost bested Jinx and put an end to her, when one of Jinx's bombs exploded and both of them was caught in it. And this is where the episode ends. Okay. I think this is one of my favorite episodes, especially with the reveal of Echo. I never predicted that he would turn out to be the leader of the Firelights, though all this time, I knew that there has to be a significance when it comes to this group, but I never thought of Echo. And I think it was brilliantly executed, and it all makes sense. Of course, everything that happens in the show, every detail, every character, every decision, the nuances, they all have a reason has a purpose. Um, it's not just for dramatic purposes or for shock value, and I just love it for that. The last fight scene between Echo and Jinx was so well done, so sad and amazing at the same time. Seeing the flashbacks of how they play and pretend fight when they were children was just so heart-wrenching, it almost actually made me cry. Because they were children, they were friends, they're like brothers and sisters, and now 
they are on opposite sides trying to kill each other. Caught in a situation that was brought about by people who are consumed by greed and vengeance. And now, when it comes to Jace and his decisions, I don't think we can really blame him. I mean, the weight of the world is kind of like upon his shoulders with all of this stuff happening. But we actually see them, um, you know, drifting apart, him and Victor. And this is a sad thought, especially because we see Victor kind of like fight these internal struggles on his own at the time when he really needed his best friend by his side. And with Jace leaning towards weaponizing Hextech, which is like the complete opposite of the reason why they developed the Hextech technology in the first place, just pushed Victor to the brink and made him finally cross that line and decided to inject himself with Shimmer. And it also kind of makes you wonder in terms of Victor's character after discovering the potential and experiencing the effects of Shimmer personally, like, is he going to be on the dark side now, <laughs> right? The first time that I was watching this, obviously, I didn't know what was going to happen. And you kind of wonder if they're going to be adapting this trope. Another sad thing that happened in this episode was Marcus dying. Yeah, he, obviously, he works for Silco and does his bidding, but you kind of still feel that he is a good person uh, deep down and he really didn't want to keep on doing what Silco wanted him to do. It's just that he just couldn't get out of the situation and that was the saddest part about it. And the last thing that I wanted to comment on was that cliffhanger by the end. Both Echo and Jinx got caught in that huge explosion. So I wonder how many viewers actually believed or thought that Jinx died in that explosion because for me I didn't you know I didn't believe it because she is one of the pivotal characters in the show it just wouldn't make sense for her to die that early because at that point they still had like two more episodes to go so for me there has to be a way for her to survive that and I would have believed Echo to die but not Jinx it would have been too anticlimactic. So I wasn't really worried about her. But again, that scene was really well executed, as always. So that was my recap and thoughts about this episode. Episode 7 of Arcane, the boy savior. Was really happy about Echo coming back. So feel free to connect with me on Twitter at the TDL Project. I tweet mostly about SFF movies and TV shows that I've recently been watching. As mentioned in the intro, I've also done a recap of episodes 1 to 6. You can listen to them as well. If you like these recaps, consider following or subscribing to the pod podcast. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you. Hope you're having a wonderful new year so far. And see you in the next episode. <laughs>